Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Audiobooks for ADHD Minds. My name's Tiffany. Um, in today's episode, I've got some readings on some really interesting topics to do with eating and particularly why ADHD people crave sugar, tend to overeat and have a link to obesity. And basically, the main reason for this is because of lack of dopamine in the brain, um, when we eat sugar or eat food that's really nice, this actually releases dopamine. And because we don't have enough dopamine when we feel this, we want more and more and more and more. And having sugar and overeating when you're not hungry or when you're bored causes issues over time and it can make us feel guilty and especially like it's our fault and we don't know why. Um, so I've got some solutions here. Um, a lot of it is swapping out sugar for natural sweetness, um, eating more protein-rich foods, so eating smarter, not necessarily less, but you can get higher protein foods with less calories and Protein also releases dopamine. So it's really interesting some of the evidence we have here, which is all about eating smarter. I just want to reinforce it's not about eating less or having to be really strict on yourself and say no. It's simply about choosing the right foods that will combat you um, putting on weight and having these crashes of when you eat lots of sugar going really high and really low. It's all about the ADHD dopamine link and it's really interesting that a lot of ADHD medication is also used by psychiatrists to treat binge eating disorders and a lot of people say that ADHD medication actually suppresses their appetite and they forget to eat and this is actually because of the dopamine um, enhancers and basically all type of stimulants produce dopamine and ADHD people constantly crave stimulants so this can be a reason why we're addicted to coffee, thrill-seeking behaviours, um, we're very impulsive. It's because of these constant stimulants that we're looking for and it's quite addictive. Eating and food is exactly the same addictions as drugs, alcohol. Okay, so I have some research here from the National Library of Medicine. I also have from two specialists. I have another from PhD Ellen Lippman, who we've actually done her reading before. So I just want to start by saying the key to understanding any behaviour, whether it is bad or good, is understanding why you act the way you do. It's to understand the needs and wants of our unique brains. So if something external like friends or family can't make sense of your actions and sometimes you don't know what you're doing either. 
Learning about how your brain works will explain these behaviours. So throughout my whole life, I've always been saying, oh, I've got a sweet tooth or I love sweets. But now understanding why that reason is, I can feel less guilty and also feel like less different. Like it's actually not my own doing, like craving these sweets. It's actually just the way I was born. And now in my life, I've substituted sugar for natural sweetness, um, such as stevia. Um, I know there are a lot of bad sweeteners that have been linked to cause cancer, such as the equal sweeteners or that that's in Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Um, but the stevia is a natural sweetener. And there's also the Nativia brand. And there's also monk fruit sweetener and a huge factor of this is it has 0.4 to 1 calorie. And this is in conjunction with a teaspoon of sugar, which can have 30 calories. So if you have a sweet tooth and you switch to these sweet alternatives like stevia, basically it doesn't matter if you're having a lot because it is really low calorie. And when you have a lot of it, you actually start to reduce your craving for it because you're giving the body what it wants and eventually your body starts to get sick of it. So this has really helped me and especially with chocolates and things like that, there are so many natural chocolate sweeteners now on the market and protein bars which have this, which give us the exact same taste and better nutrients um, as having a regular chocolate. So generally non-ADHD brains are aroused by shifting internal and external stimulation of daily life. So regardless of these fluctuations in stimulation, those brains can operate with reasonably sustained focus and it's fueled by dependable coordination of neurotransmitters. They can self-regulate with relative confidence in themselves and exercise an adequate amount of control over their behavior. So a lot of people who say, oh, I have like one square of chocolate a night and that's it for me. Or they can keep like a lot of sweets or junk food in their pantry and just not go to it or not even realize that it's there. Whereas ADHD brains, we don't adapt as easily. We have our own rules of engagement. So our brains are motivated by search for optimal stimulation and rather than what others label as important. So our degree of arousal differs based on whether the request for attention comes from internal or external. And with this, Dopamine increasing behaviours are even more gratifying to ADHD brains. So food activates the dopamine reward centre in all brains. Especially for more impulsive ADHD brains, it leads to a torturous daily self-regulation challenge. The low levels of dopamine interfere with focused self-regulation, increasing the likelihood that ADHD brains will be inattentive to factors that modulate eating behaviours. 
And on top of that, ADHD brains actually have a decreased glucose metabolism resulting in less energy available to the attention center in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. And as a result of this, ADHD brains sent out distressed messages demanding more glucose and the owners of our brains suddenly crave sugary foods, carbs, cookies, oh, cookie, um, 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 which then quickly convert into glucose and this glucose increases dopamine and serotonin. So our brains experience pleasure and greater calm. And this is what's addictive to our brains. So many of us with ADHD, we indulge in carbs. So it can be like pasta, sourdough bread, and then those sugary foods like cookies, chocolate lollies. But our brains are actually demanding these foods instead of normal food in general, like chicken or salad or vegetables and especially chocolate it's appealing to our brains because it increases glucose and has an added stimulation of caffeine and caffeine's really interesting i am addicted to caffeine i have four coffees a day i also used to drink a lot of coke i've stopped now but yeah people think i'm crazy especially to have adhd and drink a lot of coffee but because i drink so much i am a bit immune to it where I won't get really hyper it just kind of makes me normal and I think it's because of that caffeine drug that I am addicted to anyways this is why those with ADHD struggle with diet and nutrition and a lot self-medicate with food brains enjoy this surge of dopamine the increase in glucose-based energy and it improves attention it's a serotonin-based calming of restlessness For impulsive brains like ours, this storm of rewards increases the likelihood of overeating. And it's actually the calmingness of food because especially when you have a big meal, everyone feels tired after a big meal. A lot of people take naps after having a big lunch or a big dinner. And this is also addictive for us because we're so restless, especially with those having that hyperactivity part it can be one of the only things that calm us throughout the day so with the obesity link there is research that i have here that shows obese individuals are five to ten times more likely to have adhd than members of the general population and it's not fully yet understood and it's because of impulsivity the poor planning as well lack of organization and high intensity emotions. It doesn't help when these obese individuals fight to lose weight. This chemical wiring just is a seeking more and more and more. Eating these carbs keeps triggering a rush of dopamine and it's that drive for the feeling of sati. The first point I'm gonna make is to regulate dopamine. And one of the main ways to do this is regulate with medication so as I was saying before 
our stimulant medications like Ritalin are actually used to treat binge eating disorders for people without ADHD in general. So it is because of the dopamine it has and it boosts the brain's executive functions on its own. And it works. It helps us focus. It's a stimulant and we become better at observing and regulating behaviours. And one of these behaviours that we're regulating is this impulsive eating, the poor planning of what we're eating. And it's easier for people with ADHD to then follow an eating and exercise plan. I'm just going to say now to avoid binge eating on food to satisfy the dopamine cravings, Don't skip meals, especially if you're too busy or distracted because you're much more likely in the future to just pile on unhealthy calories from takeaway food, snacks, when you're hitting this rock bottom where you're extremely hungry. So MD Lance Levy says eating several mini meals throughout the day which is called grazing, it provides a source of ongoing stimulation that lessens the feeling of restlessness in people with ADHD. So rather than having a big meal that can make you crash, have mini meals throughout the day, which levels it out. It's kind of like the slow dopamine release, similar to Viany's medication. So a big thing, especially that I use, is eliminating the temptation. Normal brains without ADHD have trouble resisting sweet foods, salty foods when they're in the house. You can avoid impulsive eating by setting up an environment that only promotes healthy eating. So get rid of chocolates, chips and other snacks that you could binge eat on. Get rid of it in your house, in your pantry, in your fridge and stock up on nutritious meals and snacks especially that require little preparation. This can be carrots, cucumber, um, hard-boiled eggs, especially because of protein. Yogurt is amazing. Dried fruits and nuts. I struggle a bit with nuts and dried fruit, so I actually don't have them in my house, but I do have a lot of vegetables and fruits, so apples, oranges. And these also have your natural sugar. So if you are craving sugar, These are the natural means you can get it. So a huge key now is dopamine is actually manufactured from protein. And you're going to get the best results from your brain when you eat wide variety of protein. And you'll have more energy, think more clearly and be able to concentrate for longer. So most people know huge protein comes from animal food. You've got your meats. Chicken is really high in this. Fish is extremely high and has low calories. You can get salmon, which has up to 10 grams of protein in a can, and it can be only 50 calories. Eggs have high protein as well. And whey, whey protein. And there are vegan meats, so meat-free meats that they make, which have actually even higher sources of protein so if you are a vegan or vegetarian these are great options as well i do eat meat i mainly just eat chicken and fish because i don't like red meat but majority of the time i'll actually eat 
vegan meats, they put even more protein than normal meats because they have to make up for it. And I think because everyone complains that there's not enough protein in vegan foods. So I have vegan chicken and it has up to 32 grams of protein and it'll be around 250 calories. So again, if I do want to eat a lot of chicken, I'll go to the vegan one because if I do overeat, it has those low calories and I will feel way fuller because of the high amount of protein. Now vegetables, not all of them have high amounts of protein unless they're dark leafy ones like spinach, but vegetables have a high water concentration. So when you eat them, especially as an entree, the water makes you fuller. It's like hydrating before a meal when you feel really full from drinking any liquid like juice or water fruits and vegetables have the exact same so it's great to have a before a meal and after a meal if you do want a snack a lot of people eat seeds i don't really have seeds but people have chia seeds uh, quinoa sesame but some people actually eat pumpkin seeds and watermelon seeds i actually eat a lot of pumpkin every day um, with my meals and watermelon is a great after dinner snack that i have And watermelon and fruits are also great for breakfast with yogurt. Yogurt has, you can get 15 grams of protein in a yogurt, 94 calories, which will make you so much fuller with fruits as well. If you are overeating on it, it's very low calorie. It'll make you fuller for longer. So you don't have to feel guilty. And it's giving your body that good energy where you're not going to crash. Nuts are really good as well. Almonds have really high protein, um, walnuts as well. And this is why a lot of people put them in their salads, like a beetroot salad. As I've said, I actually love salty food, so I don't have nuts because I tend to overeat on nuts, I would say. And nuts don't really make me full, so I'll just keep snacking on them. Like my local supermarket, they have salted caramel nuts and honey nuts, and it's just the sweet and soul is too tempting for me. So I don't have them, but a lot of people do. And if you get plain almonds or plain walnuts, you know, they're not very sugary at all. So you might not have that craving to overeat them. So a huge one for me I'm going to talk about now is protein bars. So I'm really into fitness. So I started doing protein bars about like two years ago because it's great after the gym these protein bars are amazing I found for myself because it has the protein of dopamine and the really low sugar substitution with sweeteners they taste exactly like a chocolate bar and it just gives me that craving that I'm having and it does make me feel satisfied even though I may still feel like I want to eat after It definitely, definitely is a way healthier alternative and it cuts the calories in half of eating a regular chocolate bar on its own. So many that are so low in calories. So you can get 20 gram protein bars for 200 calories or there's even 45 gram protein bars for 300 calories. And same with protein shakes. Yeah, I know a lot of people think that because it's like manufactured protein it's not good for you but just remember everything now is filled with steroids everything is manufactured these days don't get too picky with it 
I mean, nothing's perfect. And if this works, it works. As I've said, it's better than having chocolate on its own. I get that craving. I get that buzz that I'm looking for and the dopamine that I'm looking for. So I'm a big person of protein bars. If I really want a chocolate after dinner, I'll have a protein bar. And I'm actually giving my body that protein that I could have got from chicken. There's so many things now on the market. There's protein ice cream. There's also pudding-based proteins and yogurt as well. You can get really sweet ones like banana, mango. You don't have to eat less and you don't have to not eat foods that you're craving or the type of foods that you're craving. You just have to be smarter. Just doing things that you know in the long run won't eat to overeating or won't lead to you putting on those extra calories. So the best times to eat this is actually having a high protein breakfast and everyone says breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Probably like you've heard that your whole life. So most people with ADHD actually get better results when they eat a high protein breakfast. And this is said by William Davis who has an MD and he's a preventative cardiologist. So as well as having mini meals, uh, you can have snacks throughout the day. There are a lot of muesli bars out there, but be careful because if they don't have a high amount of protein, they just could have high calories and high amounts of sugar. So you think you're being healthy because they maybe have muesli and nuts, but it's not making you full. So you keep having them and having them. Again, it's just giving you calories without giving you protein and then you just keep craving them because of that sweet sugar that comes from especially honey bars or maple syrup bars. Try having fruits and vegetables as well because of the high water intake between meals. Um, They have heaps of fiber so they'll promote digestion. Um, Sometimes when you have a lot of protein it can make you constipated so having these fruits and vegetables will keep your digestive bowel flowing. I love having strawberries, watermelon, um, kiwi fruit. Apples are amazing like pink lady apples and green apples. If you crave something salty, this is a bit of a weird one, but green apples with salt is amazing. It's like very sour. Um, So try it if you haven't tried it. Um, And pink lady apples, like they're very sweet. So I love the sweet tasting of that. Some people say even eating a tablespoon of protein, like protein powder, putting it in your coffee or making like a milkshake or they even have protein water now. So apparently this article says if you eat it every hour, it will increase your mental focus. And before bed, so a little bit of protein one to two hours before bed will actually help you sleep better because it will calm you down, especially having something that makes you a bit full tends to slow someone down. And just experiment with what types of protein works best for you. Mix it up a bit. Don't have the same thing every day because then you're going to start to crave these other foods that you ate before and Just remember, don't restrict yourself, just substitute foods and just be smart about it. Be smart about it. So there's a tip here and I think it'll make you feel better because humans don't like the feeling that they're giving up things they enjoy or that they're making sacrifices, even when they know there are benefits to their actions. 
So you're going to be much more likely to make real changes if you have a mindset that it's actually about increasing rather than decreasing. When I want to make dietary changes, I don't say I have to eat less. Instead, I tell myself I'm going to eat more. Give yourself permission to consume more of just one healthy food. Don't skip meals. Have it with fruit. Make sure there's heaps of protein. Have it with yogurt. Have eggs. Eat refined carbs. Don't eat waffles. Don't eat bagels. Don't eat pizza. Or swap it out. Get cauliflower pizza base. Get bread with high protein. Swap out a Coke for a Diet Coke. I know it's not ideal. Diet Coke has these unnatural sweeteners. But if you're really struggling, it's not always about all or nothing. It's about what's going to work best for you in that moment. So switch to Diet Coke or switch to kombucha cola. Switch to an organic cola. Switch to juice. Switch to 100% freshly squeezed juice rather than an artificial juice. I love having sparkling water, especially in the mornings. I always feel it gives me that stimulation because of the bubbles. So you can even get lemon flavored, lime flavored sparkling waters. Look for what's on sale as well. I know these healthy foods can be expensive. Buy it when it's on sale, you know, put it in your fridge or pantry. That healthy option is there. Guys, it can be really hard. Don't feel guilty about yourselves again because look, it's not your fault. It's the way we're born. It's our brains. It's going to happen over time. It's not going to happen overnight. But slowly make these changes and your brain will start to adapt to what's normal. And doing this has definitely helped me, guys. You feel healthier. You have more energy. And it makes you feel really good about yourself, guys. Good luck. Please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can contact me through Instagram at Tiffany Sager. This has been Audiobooks for ADHD Minds. Have an awesome week.